Hot Damn, you're listening to Season 3 of Frolicking Chronicles. Shall we get started? Yeah. All right. right. Uh, Today, we are so excited to announce our friend, Jordan Monsell. It's interesting that we're finally getting you on the podcast since I believe you started your podcast first, and then we were inspired to just get ours going after talking and talking and talking. It's just Just like, Jordan's doing it, so let's just start. (laughs) So I want to welcome Jordan Monsell, who's turning into a longtime friend of ours. Mm -hmm. Most people think we met through Mystic Museum. However, we actually met at Dapper Day. Yes, that's what it was. At Disneyland. I knew it at the Disneyland Hotel. I thought, I, I thought it was Eric's birthday party. No. It was Dapper Day at the Disneyland yes. Hotel mm-hmm. where yes. I was doing silhouettes. Yes, yep. yes. So this was probably like 2014 or It 15. was 2014. And yeah. the, the universe was pulling all of our fates together because we also became fast friends with Kiko and Eric of Mystic Museum. 2014. That's when our whole twindom kind right. of came together. Right? Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, Jordan is from the East Coast, and so he's a transplant to That's West right. Coast. But you've been here a long time now. Yeah, I moved out in uh, 2005. Wow. It's quite a while back. Yeah, uh, that would be almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's wow. gone by fast for you. Yeah. Well, in some respects, sometimes I'm like, "Wow, that was just yesterday." And then other times, like, oh, that was a lifetime ago. So Jordan does silhouettes, which are gorgeous, as you can see here. Um, he is a brilliant artist. You're a brilliant actor. Oh, um, so your cosplays are, it's oh, kind of unfair. So, so if you're in, ever entering a cosplay contest with him, forget about it. He won already. <laughs> I've, won, I've won a couple over the years. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. But you, So you mentioned Dapper Day. So only a couple of weeks ago, I went to a Dapper Day event that they had at the... Um, the Grove, the farmer's market. Oh, how was it? I've never been to that It was one. a lot of fun. Well, it was just a, an evening thing. They had a, a swing band there, oh, and there were people dancing. Cool. Come on, Glenn and, fans. Um, yeah, Well, I went because it's not as far as, as Anaheim. You know? Sure. The, the big one, obviously, being at Disneyland. But I only did... So when I met you there at, uh, at Dapper Day in 2014, I think that was the only time I did that show because I realized, like, well, why am I trying to sell silhouettes here when you can just go into the park and get your silhouette <laughs> because there's very there's very few places where you can have your silhouette cut and disneyland is is pretty much the main I one think it just yeah opened, right I maybe like just, i just saw a post but the thing that jordan does in the silhouettes if you ever have an opportunity to get him to do yours is that you add the detail the embellishments, and yeah. you're not offended when somebody like me says, "Oh, wait, you got her little, you know, barrettes, but you didn't get my hair club." And, you, and then he goes, "Well, I didn't see it." <laughs> like, Let me turn around. It was on the other yeah. side of your head. But sure, but sure enough, he got it, and, and it's one of our most favorite things. That I actually keep it in my little bar area at home. Oh, it's do in you? My dining room. It sits on the kind of console buffet. If you know, oh, wow. I'd, I'd be embarrassed to see that now because I'd like to think that I improve a little bit every year. So I probably do a better version of it now. Oh, what's hilarious, too, is that he did silhouettes um, for the Mother's Day tea for me a couple years in a row. And oh, you're this beautiful. beautiful. 2016. So not 2014. Oh, not 2014. Yeah, it says 2016 oh, right there. We stand corrected. corrected. 
and but I got I got your cute little noses in there. Totally, but with our little little You know, I get I get that I get asked that re- uh, request a lot from people, and I, I tell people that they're surgical scissors. That it's like I'm just doing minor surgery here. That's great. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Uh, funny enough, ours, uh, my kids, and your kids got their silhouettes done at the Mother's Day tea at the Etowanda Historical Society, and Logan sneaky guy goes in he liked the year ahead of it so we have Jaden and betty who got theirs done and logan he didn't like his so the next year we hire him to come to the show he takes that one and he puts it in with the other two (laughs) of course he did that's so funny funny guy okay so jordan is very interesting and one of the things that i um really wanted to have him on the podcast to talk about yes you did is your time in college at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the only people that I personally know that got to see Ed and Lorraine Warren speak live. Twice. Twice. Not see? Once, Not once, twice. but twice. Uh, yeah. And this guy, when Annabelle came out, which some of our followers know, Tamantha went to the premiere of, um, he immediately corrected. He's like, that's not what the real Annabelle looks like. She's actually <laughs> a you want to share? Yeah, it was like sitting behind us on a couch chair. It was freaking me out. Uh, it was a, a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was growing up in Connecticut, for some reason, my parents had a, a Raggedy Andy doll. Ooh. And, but it was, it was a big one. Like it sat in this chair at the top of the stairs. And, and one day I came home from school and my brother played this really mean prank oh, on me. No. I, I, I got, yeah, older brother. I got home from school and, uh, and I, I called out. To see if anyone was home, there were you know my parents weren't home. There were no cars in the driveway, so I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess my brother, my brother usually got home late because he was playing sports after school. So I I went to the kitchen to make an after school snack of like oh, no. you know peanut butter and crackers or something like that, and then sit down to watch you know some some cartoon or something, and then I start hearing this drum like beating from oh. upstairs. <laughs> Because my father had this like old nice. Revolutionary War drum. Oh Lord! And then, and then I'm looking over to the 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 base of the stairs, and the raggedy Andy doll comes flying down the stairs. Oh my word! I almost had a heart attack oh, at my young okay. age. But it was my it was my brother. He was just he was home messing and he just you. just totally messing totally with me. Messing. He used to he used to. Uh, prank me a lot to the point where I just assumed that he would grow up to be the person, um, the, the child in our family who adored Halloween, but it was ended up being me. Yeah. Because he spooked you enough that you just said, I need, you know, I I have to, I have to get used to it. Yeah. So like before we started recording, I mentioned scary stories to tell in the dark. So I remember reading those stories as a kid, but there was one illustration that was really graphic and it was the lady with no eyes. Yeah. Ooh, just really, really um, just uh, a haunting image. So my brother would uh, hide around the, uh, the corner of a hallway with the, with the book opened to that page. Oh. And so I would turn the corner and come face to face with it. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> big brother. Yeah. Dang, big brother had yeah. it out for you. Okay. And ha- so then how did you end up getting into Halloween? Then just real quickly, I know we're going to get to that. Yeah, I guess it was just maybe a, a gradual thing. Well, I always I always liked trick-or-treating and dressing of up. Course. Um, but the the whole scary movies thing was 
kind of, I, maybe I was kind of a late bloomer to that because I grew up in a really small town in Connecticut yeah. and, and we will get to the Warrens. So oh, this no. is all coming this back around fine. to that. No, no, no. Because I remember you specifically telling me, why did they choose Annabelle? And that's what yeah. always stuck with me. I want to know what the stories are that he would have preferred Hollywood to do. So, <laughs> yeah. But finish your vibe right now. So we had uh, just this little video store. It wasn't even a blockbuster. It was like a little mom and pop video yeah, store. Those were always awesome. And uh, in the town of Kent, Connecticut, which is in the northwest corner of the state. And, you know, we we lived about seven miles outside of town. So if my brother and I wanted to watch a movie, you had to make we a- had to convince our parents to, to take us to the video store. But, you know, we were miles outside of town. But... Getting to the video store, the the horror section was immediately when you walked through the front door. And I remember as a kid covering my eyes like like horse blinders. Who didn't do that? I know I. You did that too. Sophia Sophia did it as well. Yeah. Because those VHS covers, box covers of yeah, they're scary. They're really scary. They because they graphic. They are graphic. Yeah. There was one of a guy with just bees all over his face. Oh no. Or one with a giant snake and. yeah. So you guys would stock like stack up your VHSs and then binge the whole weekend or what? How many movies? I'm trying to say because oh, our know. mom was a horror person, and if we went to the mom and pop shop VHS place, we had a good tower full of VHS. So how many did you guys rent for the weekend? Since it was like a bit of a drive. Oh gosh, I really honestly don't remember us ever renting more than one movie. What? But then, oh, but <laughs> they also had Nintendo games, so we would get maybe a movie and a and a game. Yeah. Is it because we hit this? Do you hear it? Tap your ear. No. Is you, are you sure it's on my end and not? Not mine? I don't know. What did I do? No, now it's gone. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. But yeah, I mean, none, none of us really in the family were, we wouldn't really go to the store to rent horror films. Uh, it was always like the, the latest James Bond movie or something oh, okay. like that. And funny enough, like when, when we moved to this town, because I was born in New York, we moved to the town. We found out someone in town told us that there was this horror film called I Spit on Your Grave, which was filmed in our town in the 70s. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. And one. the town decided to... to Ban the movie from the video store. So you couldn't rent oh. this movie that was shot in in your town, in our in town, Kent. and yeah, in Kent. And there's a scene where the main character goes into a church and she asks God for forgiveness for what she's about to do. And I won't go into detail as it's a very very graphic film, and <laughs> that ended up being our church. Oh, oh my God! God. What's the name of it again? I spit on your grave. They I actually they remade it. Okay. They remade it like when I was in college. Um, but yeah, it, Roger Ebert gave it zero stars. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's in my, I have a book of like all of his reviews that of movies he hated. Really? And that's in there. Oh, send us what's a title. It, I'd be interested was in Sleep that Was Camp one of them? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know if that's I in there. I just watched that and I was like, this is horrible. Well, I, th- I think it was not the first Friday the 13th, but either part two or part three was filmed in a, uh, a summer camp in Connecticut. Um, but, uh, yeah, the first, cause the first, yeah, the first one was New Jersey. I know that, but yeah, so movie from the seventies, I spit on your grave. That was kind of Connecticut. So yeah, going to the video store, I was always really freaked out as a kid, but I, I think maybe the, the turning point was Ghostbusters cause I was, I was such a, a big fan of that. And I remember watching the movie the first couple of times covering my eyes during like the 
the terror dog scene yeah. or the or the librarian scene. Yeah. And, oh, we were spooked. That yeah. Was for sure. yeah. And then, but librarian. eventually seeing those scenes and then wanting to see more. So. Well, and I have to say, Ghostbusters. Tamantha has a. Didn't you watch that at the Aquarium of the Pacific uh-huh, recently, and uh-huh. then realized how inappropriate it was? It wasn't. Yeah, it was like night. Oh yes, there's. We were eight years old. We just started the aquarium. Now we have our ten year pins, but we're all sitting on the front lawn of the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach, and I'm like, oh, oh wow, there's a lot of indoor windows. Oh, there's lots of. Well, there's the there's the dream that uh, yes. Dan Aykroyd has. Yes, all just, of it. And I was just like, yeah. wow, we're watching this on family. And family. our mom let us watch all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So going back to what you said about how your town would not let any of the local stores carry that film. That reminds me of a little backstory I heard about the film, The Ring. The people oh. who owns the house where the ring, the girl comes out yeah. of the well, they've never watched the film. Are you talking about the American remake of The Ring? The yeah. American remake. That's right. Because everything starts in Japan for right. the most part and then comes to the United States. Yeah. Um, the Grudge is one of we them, We rarely too. have original ideas. Rarely. So you're, you're talking about uh, it was outside of Seattle, right? The, yeah, I'm guessing Washington so. State. And they have that barn and the mm-hmm. wells there and the house and, and the it was an older couple who owned the place and she said, Oh no, I'm never going to watch it. I, I love my property. I don't want to be scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it will mess with you. Yeah. It will mess with you. All, sure. Can you imagine all your little classmates? You guys would have all been freaked out. You know, that was probably well, a good Did call everybody the go on the black market to try and find the film? Like, well, I, I eventually rented the film somewhere when I was, uh, I think I was in college when I eventually saw that movie, I spit on your grave and it, it really is disturbing. I, and I could see why like the town just kind of wanted to wash their hands of it and, yeah. and not be proud of it. You know, now how, I wonder how that made the director or the person who wrote the film, or it was just a location. It's not somebody from your town that was affiliated with it. And that's why they chose to film it there. Right. From, from what I gathered, like, <laughs> The, and it was a very very low budget film. I don't I don't think they told I don't think they told the like the the mayor or the the town committee really what the movie was going to be about. Okay. And Ooh, when, they got, per, when they got when they got permit, yeah, isn't yeah. that like the Big Easy and how or what was it with the New Orleans and then they kind of destroyed the cemetery and the city didn't really know and they were like, oh my gosh. You, Really? It was terrible. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about a, that story. Maybe it was a sex scene or something in the movie. and hmm. Yeah, they were livid. Wow. Yeah. That's all that fine print stuff. Right, right. Or people like, well, just ask for forgiveness. But, yeah, so, but the Warrens are from southern Connecticut, and I, I grew up in the northwest corner of the state, but every Halloween, uh, every October around Halloween, the Warrens would come to the University of Connecticut yeah. and give um, a lecture, a present oh, cool, presentation. Though. And uh, so this was at least 15 years before the first Conjuring movie came out. Um, So if you can imagine an auditorium that seats at least 3,000, completely full of college kids. Everybody was curious? Yes. Okay, because I'm trying to get that vibe. Because, well... The the Warrens are are a household name now because of the movies. But But back then, then. well, back then there were still, they still popped up on... um, shows about right if you uh go on youtube and you search them you'll see them on paranormal well yeah but this is even before youtube when i was in college so but but obviously uh well now you can can go and and tamantha is correct because i 
plugged it in one time and you could tell that whatever little segment was on a news channel yeah um let's say nbc and you know it was in the 70s you could tell like yeah. how they were dressed and it's like always baiting them to like is this real you know or is this a gimmick and you know all the things right. so curious to your question is how many of these college students understood their background going into it or it was just like an assignment and we need to go see these people talk and then they're like blown away that yeah well well my guess is that if they had been coming every october to do this then maybe they had just been told by friends and passed down like oh you got to go see the warrens because they they did have a reputation for you know the 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 premier most famous demonologist started that paranormal society right and that's kind of what the groundwork was for everybody else was following in their footsteps right right? and they were they were the first people to go into the amityville horror house and investigate that so i really think that they they already had a reputation of being pretty well known uh before the conjuring films came out so so yeah so i i went i don't know the first year i think was probably my sophomore year then i think i saw them my my um senior year and you said every october the school would have them every october so yeah that's kind of fun like halloween thing let's anticipate it let's have some student body you know like morale or you know yeah and i and i wonder like how many students would go expecting something kind of fun and lighthearted popcorn fair and then were totally traumatized because you could and i mentioned there was like 3000 college kids filling this auditorium you could have heard a pin drop oh yeah and they were so concentrated they were so Ed super, like, into you it you need to be not be messing with this stuff and you need to not like meanwhile he's making a living or i don't know how much of a living they made from it until the movies were made but yeah he could be very know. serious but yeah. he, he i remember him also saying he, he had a, a sense of humor too i remember him saying towards the end of the night uh ladies look to your left look to your right uh, you, you find out where the guys are. So if you're too scared to go home alone tonight, then you oh, get <laughs> a little bit of a yeah, romance yeah, guy. Yeah. Wow, working the angles. But yeah, just uh, like playing these creepy EVPs, or, or uh, they they showed footage of one of the exorcisms that they performed, oh, and re- would I really gotta, I got to prep myself for this. Segment oh my of the gosh, podcast. would <laughs> really just send shivers down your spine. Like I'm telling you, just did er- you grow up uh so well i imagine we went to that that church that was in the film uh but it was uh, it wasn't like uh you know a born again or anything like that it was um congregational presbyterian yeah it was let's have a potluck after church yeah i mean we would we would say grace at the table um and you know do the go to church on uh, my brother and i went to sunday school um i was confirmed in the church um but I wouldn't say that my family was ultra religious and yeah. yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is when you're sitting there and you're listening to this demonic possession story, did you have an idea that that was out there in the universe? I mean, growing up Catholic for us, it's like we were always fearful. I mean, you talk about going by those VHS tapes and not wanting to look if there was anything with like a cross or a rosary. You're like, no, nah, I'm not looking. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, watch the show. So like, Exorcist did you have this? at all in the back of your mind going into it or did you i guess when did you learn that people could be possessed was it during that presentation or you kind of knew weird stuff could happen yeah i mean i think i had seen the the exorcist uh you know before college but but you know my my church wasn't really they didn't really discuss the devil or the hell or anything like that too often so um 
it, it was it was definitely eye opening um, okay. going to see the Warrens and. I mean, and I, I had already really been interested in um, parapsychology. And, and I think, again, Ghostbusters really sure. started that with me. Like, I started a Ghostbusters club when I was in third grade. Are and, you serious? Yeah. And we, hey, so make cool, those buttons. Jordan. I want to wear them. I want to be in Jordan's <laughs> Ghostbusters club. There was, there was four of Like, my brother teased me mercilessly about it because all of my, all of our equipment was made out of cardboard and like tissue boxes and things like that. And my brother would say, well, how are you going to get the ghost into the box? And, and I said, well, I'm going to coax it with candy. <laughs> but I remember, I remember talking to this sweet little old lady that went to our church and she lived in what looked like a haunted house, like this old Victorian house in the center of town, like right where the major intersection of the town. There was a, this was only a one traffic light town, very small New England town. And she lived in this old Victorian house and she said, well, you know, my house is haunted. And I didn't know if she was pulling my leg or not. Can How I feel- old were you when this happened? Well, when I started the club, I was in third grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then she's prompting you. Okay. I feel okay. Like it's like a big fish moment. But she didn't, but I remember other people saying, oh no, no. Yeah. We've heard stories about the house too. I don't think that she was pulling my leg. And the story was, she said, um, Late at night, she would hear banging <laughs> and she would go into the hallway and there would be a female apparition hitting a, 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 a table, like a hall nightstand against the wall, physically a- able to, yeah, just hitting this thing against the wall. It's like, uh, what is this ghost doing? Like, is this, uh, because it's not like, you know, you hear the type of haunting where like, the ghost will go and do the same thing. Uh, yeah. It's like an anniversary Resi- haunting, residual, residual haunting. Yeah, but but what is what does this mean? Like, it, was it, was she just trying to get your attention, attention by like waking you up in the middle of the night by slamming this Come thing against the wall? Me. Come hang out with me. I want tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, being a Victorian home in such an old town, mm-hmm. I mean. It's probably true that it was actually haunted. She just learned to live with it, probably. Well, just, I mean, just all of New England, really. Yeah, I mean, you there's... guys are old. California is, like, really new. So, <laughs> I'm so young. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Spanish missions, and obviously, are very yeah. old. But, um, and that obviously, there were First Nations people living here yes. way before that. Yes. But as far as, like, houses and, and graves that date back Irving. to the 1600s, and, and I think that's, you know, the, so many investigations that the Warrens went on were in New England, like The Conjuring was in Rhode Island, I believe. And then there was The Haunting of Connecticut. And then, um, you know, although it's not New England, but it's still very close right across from Long Island Sound uh, was Amityville, Long Island. That's so. crazy. See, and this is where my kids like and, and Jaden is filming us today, but he'll say, um, Mom, stop saying that. And I'm like, but it's true. Why, why are you getting scared? We live in California. Everything happens spooky on the East Coast. <laughs> You can't be afraid of the dark, you know. But still, you have uh, some of the most uh, most haunted locations in the country or in California with uh, the Queen Mary and the Whaley House in San Diego. And well, okay, you got me there. That's I do true. feel kind of proud about that, actually. Yeah. I've never been there. According the to the Travel Channel, it's, uh, it's the, the most haunted house in the I country. I don't think is I the ever House. realized that. Well, yes, oh. I have heard about that, the yeah. Whaley House. Mm-hmm. So For what sure. was your favorite story that we don't know about? From the Warrens, or one that's well, the one that stood I'll, out to you, because I, like I said, I remember Jordan specifically telling me, like, I don't know why they chose Annabelle out of all the stories, and I was like, oh, do tell, has a dog. 
adult. And we were at an event. So I, I think we were at one of the receptions at Mystic down the street. And so we couldn't really get into like all the chit chat and stuff. Well, I, I feel like your listeners can easily find that on YouTube by f- finding out the original story of like the, that, that doll was gifted to them. Um, and I, 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 I'm trying to recall like how the doll became the possessed. Um, but no, I'll tell you the, the scariest story I think is what happened the second time I saw the Warrens my senior year. Uh, very kind of randomly, uh, Ed said, can we have the house lights up, please? Can we have the house lights up, please? Like really forcefully. Demanding. Demanding. House lights came up and they exited the stage and that was it. And I looked at my watch and it was less than half the time that I remembered the show being the first time I saw them. I was like, well, this seems rather abrupt and it feels like there should be at least another another hour. Right. Wow. To get into it. So... Everyone got up and started heading towards the exits, but I went towards the stage and they had uh, a younger guy, you know, doing the audio visual stuff and putting all the equipment away. And I asked him, I said, hey, uh, what's going on? And he said, Ed uh, or Lorraine saw something because because Ed couldn't see spirit. Lorraine could. She was Claire audience, Claire clairvoyant um so i don't know if ed could sense it but in a nutshell they sensed or saw something at the back of the house an entity or something inside the auditorium yes around all the students and and i guess from their experience they don't they know when to make a hasty retreat call it and when they know when to call it and they called it even though it was like only half over. And uh, so what were they talking about just before? Well, I, I remembered that like they, they would do a precursor before they started playing these demonic EVPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, see, those get me too. and saying just like, turn them down when they come on TV or yeah. And, and Ed would say, Hey, sometimes these things, Attract. when we, when we play these, they can call in. Oh, call in. Yeah. yeah it's, it's almost like, like an invitation where it's like, Oh, that's my voice here. I am. Ooh, yeah. Yuck, don't do it. Yeah. And then I guess I, it, it must have been Lorraine because, again, I don't think Ed could actually see them. Right. Ed was a demonologist and he, um, he you know, he found them in his ways he knew how, yeah. but he wasn't seeing them. Right. But she did. Like yeah. Lorraine could go into a place like Amityville or wherever and say, oh, yeah. There's like at least 14 spirits here and two of them are demonic. And yeah, do either one of you guys watch the evil show? I, I started season one. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're in season. Wait, what is it now? Evil. It's on Paramount Plus right now. It used to be, I I guess that would have been on NBC, like one and two seasons, but I'm telling you, so that's one of the shows. Sometimes I have to mute it while that scene is happening. Oh, okay. But it's very good. I guess I need to bring it up. I guess my plug for Paramount Plus, um, but it includes a, a, a guy that wants to be a priest and he's practicing becoming priest, is a priest. Um, uh, is that the guy who played Luke Cage? I think so. Is that? Oh, that yeah. Cool. Luke Cage, Ooh, here of yeah. Um, and then, he's sexy. And then you have a strong a mom of four girls who is a psychologist and then a scientist guy. And forgive me, I don't know all the actors' names, but Pax and I, he actually you slept, enjoys it. In it. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, anyways, it's about them kind of doing stuff for the church to 
find out. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Right. Real haunting versus real possession, and you know sometimes it's broken down scientifically, and sometimes there's no explanation for what's for happening. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, Tamantha and I, um, by the time this airs, uh, you, it's gonna be- we did our nope uh, review of that film, mm-hmm. and um, Eric had a heart. Eric and I, but mostly Eric, because my husband does not do spooky anything, so <laughs> um, it's just not his thing. Like he in our listeners have heard me say it before he'll be like yeah um god talks to me but the other guy talks to me too so like he's trying to always keep his balance and uh we went to see that movie no nope. uh-huh. and all the previews lining up until yes. the film started eric said what the f man like those were so scary and i said were I, they all horror films yes yes really? mostly all of them were horror films but there was one that kind of reminds me of this show that you're yeah. talking about hmm. and Anyways, guys, I don't, it. Uh, don't go into it lighthearted. I mean, they're, they're, if you are a believer um, and you have listened to anything about the Warrens, Lorraine and Ed, Ed's mission, how I understood it, was to make sure that people believe that the devil was real. Hmm. And he was really adamant about it in some of the interviews that I've seen on YouTube. Uh, but that being said, how did you feel about him? Was he just there being supportive or do you feel that that was... It could be true that he was actually trying to educate people like so hey, to not do it do not play with the video yeah not do. how did that come across or oh he he would all? he would definitely tell this young audience don't play with the ouija board like i i remember that specifically very, very specifically vividly. yeah and yet there's still i mean it's still marketed as a toy yeah. right uh, i just saw a scooby-doo version my bloody galentine she was like a huge collection of them. And then I sent it to Sophia said, oh, look, there's Scooby-Doo. She's like, I still ain't playing it. It's, it's kind of a trick question that I that I like asking people. Hey, what do you think is the most dangerous toy in the toy store? And then they'll say like, oh, you know, like something sharp or like, you know, like a baseball bat. I'm like, like, no, gun. it's it's the Ouija, Ouija board. board. Like, Par- like Parker Brothers. It's like, it's like, hey, do you want to play? want to come over and play a game like Monopoly, Parcheesi? No, man. Let's open up a gateway to hell <laughs> and let a demon <laughs> into your house it's like it, it, at least when you play risk you're not risking your right, soul right, you right, know? Right, right. <laughs> oh my god oh by the way speaking of risk and um war you said that your family had a civil war drum is that a, was my, it authentic antique or uh, was it a replica my my father was uh so it wasn't civil war it was a revolutionary, oh, revolutionary. war my okay. father was uh, a reenactor a revolutionary oh, reenactor okay. and he played the drum in a, a fife and drum corps um how cool so he would he would march and parades and things like that um my my brother is a bicentennial baby so oh. i was born in 1976 200 years yeah. after the country was founded we have a little commemorative plate on that yes yeah so yeah unfortunately the 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 drum was sold after my father passed but i still have my father's uniform oh my that, that he wore uh which fits me very well actually um but no, I don't. I don't think that the drum was authentic. I know that he. I think he had a bayonet that was authentic. Oh, okay, because I was just curious. You talk about your brother trying to spook you and prank you and do the things, but I'm like, ooh, you got some like potential real haunted items. Well, about. I'll tell you uh, something that happened when we first moved into that house, um, which wasn't an old house. I think it was built in the 70s, uh, and we moved in around 1985, 1986. We took out the Ouija board one Uh-oh. night. And this was soon after we moved in. Did you have your mom's blessing, or she? I think it was her idea. Oh, I, Lord. <laughs> I, I, but I, I think that you know the typical American family that wasn't well read into 
the Warrens or whatever. And before Hollywood started making movies about the Ouija boards, just thought it was a fun game. Yeah, it's a little parlor trick. Like, yeah, like the whole family gathers around a table, put their hands on the thing and see where it moves. But (laughs) here's the thing. We we first we said, are there any spirits here? And it went to yes. And then we asked, asked it to spell out its name. And it spelled out this name, Ralph Gage. Now, none of us were thinking Ralph Gage. Because the thing about the Ouija board is that if you, you can do a test, you can easily test this out, put your hands on the planchette, and if you're thinking a specific name or yes or no, it'll s- slowly start to go to that. That's why they say you like need to clear your, clear your mind when you do it and then let the spirits take over and move the planchette. So none of us were thinking this name, Ralph Gage, and then we asked Ralph for a sign. And in the morning, we found these candlesticks that were very old. I don't know if they dated back to the Civil War or the Revolution. But they had been moved across the house from where oh, they wow. where they were, which was like really high up on this shelf, like this knick-knack shelf. And they had been moved across the house and were lying side by side. We took the board out again and we said, Ralph, did you move the candlesticks? And it went to yes. Oh, my gosh. And so we, we never put... Well, we never played with it again after that. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Like, Hello. Yeah. We're done with that. That, 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 was, that was it on that. And, and to this day, yeah, we, because I remember my brother and I were saying, did you move, mom, dad, did you move this? And they were adamant. They're like, no, we, we came down here this morning to make coffee and we found these. And, oh, wow. and then years later, we, we would ask them, like, did you move those? Like, they're like, no. No, they stuck to their story. Yeah. See, I feel like that's the thing, though, right? Like, when you do something like that, was it you? Come on, just tell me. Yeah. You got to stick to it. Yeah. Come on. Own up to it. Oh, wow. So, um, your brother was also scared, or was your brother like, he, I'm just curious how that dynamic, because obviously, Tamantha and I can be both very spooked at the same time. <laughs> oh, sure. No yeah. I, I think all four of us were, were pretty shocked that, because there was no way that these candlesticks could have fallen off the high shelf. And there was a, there was our dining table and four chairs and a rug and all these things in the way. There's no way they could have fallen and rolled and landed where they were. Right. There was just too much. Yeah. You're in the trying way. to kind of, you know, Debunk it. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. a great choice of words. Oh, my gosh. Right. I'm, I'm just like thinking I'm, our mom would have never played Ouija board with us. Like zero No, that chance. was the number one rule, right? Yeah. Like, we were not, not allowed to play that, with it. Of course, not, we didn't listen when we were teenagers. But, and, we did, but we never played it in our house. That is true. We played it at other people's houses. We played at other people's houses as well. Yeah. I feel like we, we got... Uh, um, we we got off easy, I guess, with our experience I so. because I've I've heard crazy stories. Like a, a friend that I used to uh, a coworker that I had years ago. His mother was was at a friend's house when she was young, and they were all playing with a Ouija board. And they asked for this entity to show itself, Mm-mm. and I, and apparently it said spelled out, "Open the window curtains." What? And my friend's mother said nope i don't want any part of this and left the room and she said when she went out into the hallway she heard all these all these thuds and she went back into the room and all of her friends were lying on the floor unconscious passed out are you serious and the curtains were open so whatever they saw when they pulled the curtains back like they all fainted wow okay now our our young listeners do not play the Ouija board 
Yes, please don't. <laughs> we are not encouraging it. You need adult supervision. Now, if your mom is like Jordan's mom and she want to get down with you and do it, <laughs> then that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's not your mom. Parents, yes. All you young listeners out there. I, I, he survived, I, apparently. I, I hope you haven't drank copious amounts of water before bed or else you'll be wetting the bed this evening. <laughs> yes. We have one young okay, um, I have listener a story about and she the... listens to us every night before yes. she goes to bed. And, and uh, Eric said, Oh my gosh, how does she not get scared? So um, I won't so uh, divulge who um, Sophia was babysitting this one time, but she was babysitting uh, some kids that we know, and she decided it would be a good idea to show them some Ouija board um, videos, I guess, on YouTube. I was, maybe she's oh in my gosh. And anyways, those kids could not fall asleep, whatever. The mom was so upset. Oh, she did that to herself. Um, she, the mom was so upset that she called the husband. The husband had called Pax and was like a whole thing. But I won't divulge it. If that person is listening, they know this story. But yeah, and Sophia, but this Sophia. I've never heard this story before. Well, so you, play, but wait, this is really like, well, do you think they're going to play the Ouija board? And I was like, well, no, probably not. Well, then my job is done. <laughs> <laughs> she apologized. But so still. you called it both ways. So you 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 said Ouija right there, but you also said Ouija. Uh, yeah. And I feel like it's the what do they call it the the Mandela effect? Yes, oh. yes. Because it's it's spelled Ouija. Uh-huh. That's that's how you say it. But I feel like most Americans say, say Ouija, Ouija. Uh-huh. like it's spelled I E. Um, yeah, so how that's do we a good say point. it. How are we supposed? It's to supposed say? to it's supposed to be Ouija. Ouija. Oh. Yeah, but but apparently Ouija is uh, trademarked, is copywritten. So that's why you know. You, you, you can't. You have to. You have to call it like uh, the the oracle, the or the the witch board or I'm something. So spirit glad board. We learned. Yes. yes, that's what Eric usually calls it. Spirit. Should yeah. we talk about our cocktail? Yes, let's okay, do it. So that we've been sipping it. it slowly. Okay. Look, yes, it's so quite beautiful. good, and I I'm reluctant to eat the eye. I well, forget. Well, if you like, um, I'm going to tell everybody what that's made out of. Um, okay, so this cocktail I found on funny enough. AwfulLiving.com. Awful Living? It is a purple Peter Eater. No. Purple Peter, Peter. Eater. <laughs> Watch out, Peter. <laughs> I don't want to be A one-eyed, one-horned, <laughs> giant purple people. That is so funny how I read that. What did you call that when we do that scientifically? Our brain is connecting not what I'm seeing. Okay, purple people eater. And uh, I will tell you, the recipe online was like keto-friendly kind of thing. So I didn't do that. Um, two ounces of gin. We used Empress for that beautiful. We love color. Empress. Mm-hmm. A half ounce of lemon juice, fresh, of course. One ounce grenadine, and I made my own. So one cup of palm juice uh, boiled with one cup of sugar, and then you're going to put that in a shaker with ice, shake it up, pour it in your glass, and then top it off with some ginger beer, and then you're going to garnish with a pick that has a. Lychee stuffed with a blueberry to make this very creepy eyeball looking It's thing. so cool, sis. You did great. And it's so fun. The hardest thing about this will be to find the can of lychees. What? I was going what around is, all what, Yeah, what is it? What is lychee? It's I don't a even fruit. Know. And like from the Asian has, culture? I yeah, like it's, it's from the Asian culture. China. And it has kind of, uh, it's a ball, and it has like a red kind of pokey outing. So these are... Uh, like from, I think, Dynasty or, you know, some type of... I took a picture of it, but I found okay, it at great. Tokyo Central that. on Harbor Boulevard. Oh, I love that you have Mesa. that Tokyo Central. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, anyways, but I did go to, like, Vons and, you know... To track it down? Whole Foods and, you know... All the places. Yeah, because I Googled it and it's like, oh, Instacart can give it to you from Whole Foods. So I'm like, okay, I gotta go to Whole Foods. Nope, no lychee there, you know, so I was really on a 
transparent, but it turned out so good. It looks like a it. scallop, actually. Is, yeah, is it what it reminds me of. Like yeah, 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 that yeah, texture. I can see that. Yeah. So, well, anyways, cheers. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. When is this episode posted? So this is going to be October sixth. Hopefully, there. Okay. That's like right around. So I got my pumpkins on. Mm. It's really good, sis. You did a great job. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Do you have a September episode that you're going to post? Um, we're going to start on September. Well, I think that will be Paul. Mm-hmm. Oh, episode uh, season three doesn't start until fall. Yeah. The, so season three kicks off. By the time this airs, we should have already had. Uh, this will be our third. third. I think this might be our third one because mm-hmm. we're doing one on uh, interview with a vampire. It's coming to AMC. Mm-hmm. So now, you have you ever on. made a pumpkin spice martini? So Ronnie loves a pumpkin. You don't? <sighs> I, I will say that not every pumpkin spice product is made equally. I agree with and, you. And the last the last couple of years I confessions. Yeah. The last couple years I've made like ranking videos. Okay, I dig that. On TikTok. Like I'll take, you know, maybe ten Trader Joe's pumpkin spice products and I'll rate them like on a scale of one to ten. And then I'll do it with, with uh pumpkin beer. What and a great idea. Okay, I, that, I need coffee. to watch that because maybe I might but no, but but Ronnie doesn't like cinnamon either. Right. Well, some of them are some of them in doses. I can Mm -hmm. handle cinnamon. Yeah, some of the pumpkin spice stuff has way too much cinnamon in it. I will say. I'm not gonna lie. I shocked myself when I had a first, my very first pumpkin latte from Starbucks, and I was like, "What? I actually like this." So, if I'm on the naughty train because I like the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, well, no, it actually was really good. No, you're not on the naughty train thing. <laughs> it's just funny. Like I just feel like I do not like pumpkin spice, and it's I don't really like Cat and Charlie. Who got me on I that. don't like. There's well, another pumpkin well, you know, that people eat. Well, like, initially, the the pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks didn't have any pumpkin in it whatsoever. No way. It's it true. Syrup? And people called them out on it, and so now it's like ten percent pumpkin. <laughs> But it's all just like artificial it's pumpkin. Like those tricky things oh, okay. they do to get you I kind of believe it. that. Yeah. I kind of believe you know, that. It's a green product, but really there's nothing green about yeah, it. Yeah, but Cat and Charlie love pumpkin product. everything. Pumpkin yeah. soup, pumpkin pie, pumpkin, all the things. And so it's a, Veroni, just try it. I mean, And so I did, and I actually liked no. it. The pumpkin ice cream from Trader Joe's is delicious. Ooh. That's that's definitely one of my top ten. Um, okay, but they're, but Oreos sense. just came out with like a pumpkin spice one, which I haven't tried yet, but I've heard oh, they're yeah. not that good. Yeah, so yeah, I hate to say it. I'm like OG with the Oreo cookies. I just want the normal stuff. base stuff. <laughs> I don't need all the extras. I just with need the, the regular double stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't come out I with like... a pumpkin spice Ouija board yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the butternut You better coin that. I think butternut squash is where like butternut squash. Oh, you make a great. But it's kind of sweet, you know. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, so true confessions, Samantha does not like pumpkin spice. <laughs> it has okay. been said. So let's talk about Magic Castle. Okay. Did you 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 recently went there, didn't you? We recently went there with um, All four the, of you. Yeah. So it was uh Ronnie and Eric, myself, uh, my husband Paxton, and then our godsons, uh Jaden and Isaiah. And we went and we had a beautiful dinner. Mm-hmm. And delicious food. So good. And then, um, yeah. Well, first we say, you said it's haunted. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and he I said, don't know. Oh, I yeah. didn't. I tried researching it because. So you want me to tell me tell everybody what happened to me? Is there? Well, yeah. You 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 told me, but tell tell the listeners. So this is crazy. I know. Okay. 
So there, we're a party of six. And so uh, Ronnie and I had ordered cappuccinos and like shows are starting because that's what happens when you go to Magic Castle. You have your dinner time and then you have a show time. But then there's other little shows you can kind of fit in around. So the guys were like, oh, we want to go see a show. We're like, OK, go ahead. We'll just finish our cappuccinos. And then we decided, oh, let's walk around because Ronnie wanted to. I don't want to give it all away for people that have never, have never been, been. But, yeah. There's just a lot of things to see there. And so we were walking past the very back theater coming up the stairs. You know, have you, you the Palace of Prestidigitation. You know where the library one? is kind of like yeah. downstairs? Yeah. So yeah. we were coming up the stairs. And, it, it and keep empty. in mind, Tamantha's on my right-hand side. I'm on the left coming up the stairs like this. So this is T, this is me. Right. And then so we make a right to head back kind of to the dining room area. And we're walking. Nobody's around. And I feel something. Brush my ankle. Just like that. And I go, okay, that was weird. Ronnie said something. I stopped and I said, can we walk back? Can we just walk back so I can check something? She goes, yeah, what's going on? I said, I swear to you, I just felt something. Brush my ankle. I even had kind of slip on heels. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure like it wasn't my heel that slipped off or whatever. Nope. Event. Event. So yes, we go, we look, we see a couple like frame stuff or whatever. Cannot see anything. Nothing is there. No one's around. Nothing. Hmm. And boom. Yeah. You're like, okay. She just had another experience. I always have the paranormal experiences. Now, then we post a picture and then Jordan said, oh, it's haunted. Funny enough, you should say that because this happened. And the reason I was going to ask you is what you knew about the Magic Castle and it being haunted is because I really couldn't find that much on it when I did the Google search. Yeah, I don't think that they uh, they advertise it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, like they're they wanted to have the seance room. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's this is what we found when we were uh, researching places for our podcast is that there are some bars that really love to advertise it and hope that uh, you'll come and visit their bar because it's haunted. Right. And then there's other places where they just really don't want to talk about it. And you ask them about it and they'll even ask you to leave. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Has that it, happened to you? It happened to us, yeah. Can you say which bar did that to you so we don't go? No, just <laughs> Yeah. It's in Southern California? Yeah, it was, uh, it was the uh, uh, Tonga Hut. Yeah, um, it's in North Hollywood. Yeah, I see. I see them. People go there to get their little tiki drinks and yeah. all the things. Yeah, oh, really. Yeah, they just want to keep the Hawaii Aloha going. They <laughs> exactly. Don't want, they, don't want, no. they don't want Pele Fireball. No, they don't. And we we really wanted to do an episode inside the um, the Magic Castle, but it you know it's it's this private club. You have to have an invitation to go there, and they don't allow any photography, and right. they probably wouldn't. I'd allow audio audio either. But from what friends that have worked there, because I have people that I know have worked there. Yeah, you live in the area. Yeah. It's haunted by several spirits. One of them is down in the the basement bar, which is the Hat and Hair Club. Okay. Which is the one that kind of looks like a little dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. So there's apparently a ghost that haunts down there. And then a couple of years ago, this was only about two years before the pandemic. Uh, there was an employee who um, killed himself, <gasps> hung himself in one of the supply closets. No. Are you serious? Um, yeah, I never heard there, that before. Well, there was Boy, so there were articles it? written about it. Oh wow! So and so, I don't know if uh, their ghost uh, spirit has lingered there or not. But um, but it, the house itself is you know Victorian. It's been around yeah, since. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it was actually moved to the location it is now. Yeah, like. That's how it, it's it's amazing that like you see these these old black and white photos of these houses being like not even taken apart but just 
entirely moved, yeah. dragged across Los Angeles County, like um, the Heritage Square Museum. Yes, that's where cool. you have I've all these. I've actually never been to the Heritage. Oh, Square. you got to go to shout out to Cemetery Lane. I know, which is the. I tried to get Samantha to go with me. She's like, I've already been. I was like, oh okay. But now I want to go back and go to that last. Yeah, yeah. Heritage Square Museum for your listeners is uh is in Los Angeles. It's in the um, what section would you call that near Dodger Stadium, right off the. Um, I call it the section near Dodger Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> but it has a name. Uh, yeah, it has a name. Um, I'm, now it's escaping me, but um, mm, well, we'll put it in our description. But know. these homes, there's at least maybe eight, twelve yeah. of them were were moved to this location because they were um, in danger of being demolished yeah. when. You know the freeways were the being Hale built. The Hale House is one of them. Mark yeah. Wood spent mm. a lot of time in that one. Now you can only go into a select few of them, um, and then some of them you can go in only the bottom levels and not the. And you can't go up the stairs because they're afraid that they might fall apart. Oh. And from what I understand, two of them have burned to the ground. Oh really? Yeah, since since being moved there. Um, but uh, the the ones that remain are beautiful and supposedly uh, at least two or three of them are haunted. Are very haunted. And, and they that, do that sometimes. Octagon yeah, one the octagon house is one of them that's haunted. The it's yeah. kind of where the one ten and two ten are. Is it that area? Yeah, it's uh, it's not Highland Park. It's like uh, I feel like it's it's East LA, but it has a there's a name. Uh. T's gonna try and Google it. Uh, beautiful area. They're actually mm-hmm. doing a spooky swap meet there uh, every May now, right? Didn't you? Weren't you a part of that? Didn't you been there? Yeah, and then they also do um, uh, Cemetery Lane, which I was a part of oh, okay. last October. What's Cemetery Lane. I'm not sure. Cemetery Lane. It's like a, a it was a what it's a fun family friendly trick or treating event where families can bring their kids kids can dress up and they can go to each house and every every porch is decorated the houses are all decorated and uh each house has a theme and we pass out candy and so i was in the the graveyard which is there's not a real graveyard there but they 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 made they made a cemetery there and uh yeah it was a lot of fun because in, in the places where I where I grew up, I like in New York and Connecticut, and then I lived in Maine for a couple of years. We never got trick or treaters because where we lived was so far from oh, town, oh, and we never had like that. we never had the houses that had kids that would just come and knock on our door um, and say trick or treat. So last October was the first time I got to actually pass out candy to kids. So. Are you serious, yeah. Jordan? That's yeah. awesome. And it was great because I I tried to guess what their costumes were and and apparently these kids were so many of them were so happy that i that i knew that their costume was was like minecraft or fortnite or godzilla yeah that's awesome well i mean i have two nephews so i know what that's like like, i know what's up (laughs) that's awesome my um my family is very adamant that we're home on halloween and we light up our whole house and we decorate pretty pretty good and uh that now it's become a staple in our neighborhood and my son uh jaden will often say that these trunk or treats really oh, kind of yeah. destroyed halloween because, trunk or tr- oh you've been out of yeah, the back like, of their car they're out of the back of their car they're usually at these churches and and then you just don't see this the surplus of kids like when jaden was five and six years old now he's you know going to be 22 mm-hmm. and i don't think he's wrong and it's kind of a shame because it's a it, it was a community thing to do the trick-or-treating. So for us in Southern California, that's always been. We've never, you know, mm-hmm. like you having that experience really warms my heart. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? We are always going to have candy. I don't care. Come to my house <laughs> and trick-or-treat. 
And then oh. it's just an excuse to have candy and eat it <laughs> right. after Halloween. So it's kind of just above Lincoln Heights area, right? In the um, Yeah, but if you zoom like in, park, it has a name, that yeah. area. Arroyo Seco. Arroyo Seco. Yeah. Yeah, right there, the 110. I know that yep. when you're on that stretch of the 110, you see this house. It's like, oh, what is that Victorian house? And I never made the connection that that's where Heritage where yeah. actually yeah, so go, um, pretty fantastic it's also great that that kids can go trick-or-treating at night there because i feel like uh you know because it's a city and uh it's dangerous for kids to be out at night and trick-or-treating yeah, that's yeah. when now they have a place because where i grew up like i said it was a one traffic light town in connecticut we could be out trick-or-treating when it was dark but i feel like now uh it's just not safe yeah it's not like it's, the opening of yeah. halloween or E.T. and, you know, the kids e. are sure. yeah. and it just looks like fun and safe. Now and, it's an opportunity mm-hmm. for yeah. bad things. We don't know? get a lot of right. treaters where I live, but I do try and keep a little bit for the handful. You're in Hermosa? I'm in Huntington Beach. You're in Huntington Beach. Yeah. and you're. I'm in Fontana. You're in, in Fontana. Huntington. So you're closer to um, the Etiwanda? Yes. yes. That's yeah. why she's there like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my second house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, no. But there's um, a couple neighborhoods within Huntington Beach that are known for, you know, being a Yeah, you have that one goth is. house. You know, it has the gargoyles and We do have the castle. castle house. Okay, that, there it is. Yeah. Um, that is just kind of, it's creepy for more than just looking creepy to me. <laughs> Is the residence. am I saying it right? Is it the Chaffney? Chafee. Ch- Chafee. Chafee. Like oh Super my my lips are chafy. Every time he says it, I'm like Chaffney. Chaffney. Hey yeah, tell me about this uh, Chaffney house. Uh, now is that haunted? Um, we've had some experiences. Yeah. There. Have yeah, you had any um, like uh, investigations? Like do we? We, we have not. I have it on my radar mm-hmm. to see if our board would be open to it as a fundraiser where we would actually charge um, a ticketed price. The other thing, especially during COVID when the museums couldn't right. be open. And to be honest with you guys, our museums still aren't open the way they were open before. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, and that being said, I have thought, how do we get people to be able to see these houses? And much like Winchester, mm-hmm. I think it would be great if we could actually film it and then have people make a donation to like see the experience happening yeah we're like not a virtual to have strangers tour. inside the house mm-hmm. so we're brainstorming some things for our looking chronicles um to help raise you pass more out needed money emf yeah. readers at the door yeah. and no, yeah and we've talked about that too because even uh when i went to bend what are the ones with the wands the little dowsing rods dowsing rods yeah, yeah. so that was an interactive they had a section where we stopped at in a parking lot behind the old brothel house if you were to say back in the day and we all everybody on the tour got to have a pair of those and walk around and see what happened mine Mm. were super active i believe that Mm -hmm. with you i totally believe that Mm. so jordan yeah where can people find you how how i mean you're (laughs) a published author let's say too also before you have a book out yeah you're seeing the published author Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because i have it right here the latest one in the that dark creepy wood stairs corners stories the one i recently read oh yeah mm-hmm. which I one think is your favorite is it the, uh, the, uh that's one of the last stories in the book i think yeah so that that story is partly autobiographical what? so the, the the eyes in the forest one is that what you're talking about i don't know if that's there was one where like only the little kid knew that the stairs were there, and then the, I think the parents. Oh no, that's down. the first story yes. in the book. Okay, like, yeah, because there's there's the there's two one. stories uh, that take place in the woods. So, okay. 
So that one is not autobiographical. Okay, okay. But the <laughs> last one is now. I'm gonna have to. The, get the last to it. one is partly autobiographical. Yeah, Ooh, because it's good. It, we well, share it, a little bit? it's just about a kid who moves from the city to the country, and so that was me moving okay. from New York to Connecticut, and then all of a sudden being surrounded by woods. Like we had nine acres of woods surrounding wow. us, and just being this kid is experiencing sounds that he's never heard before, like uh, a rabbit being killed by an owl. And, oh it, and it screams like bloody murder. It's a horrible sound. Oh, gosh. Don't put that on replay. Sure. <laughs> no. It sounds like a woman screaming. It's, it's yeah. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night hearing that. So it's not a banshee. It's probably just a poor rabbit. <laughs> it's not a banshee, unfortunately. <laughs> by an owl. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was kind of like the jumping off point, uh, starting point for that for that story. and. I know that you had a podcast and you were pretty active with it. Mm-hmm. Which is still um, um, available to listen to. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, you can so listen to them. But my um, my point is, is that what what made you decide to finally put a book together? Because your other ones are like Shakespearean. Yeah, they're both. They both are. Yeah, all the all the things, and then this one is specific to specifically kind of your spooky. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, because I've I've always enjoyed uh, writing short form fiction. Um, I, I I love uh, the short stories. Uh, from Stephen King yeah, and on yeah. all those collections um, and Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, so I, I, most of the stories in that book I wrote during quarantine in 2020 when okay. we were all stuck at home yeah. and you, I was just looking to. You were productive your super productive during COVID, I feel like, because then you had your TikTok and. I had oh, the yeah. TikTok, TikTok, yeah. TikTok blew up, by the way. And That's I joined, awesome. I joined Cameo and I have Beetlejuice on there. So. Uh, all right. <laughs> Um, I just I felt like I had to keep busy or else I like lose my mind. Yeah, so that's why you didn't have family out here, you, right, right? I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're all, with the exception of the one cousin. cousin. Um, yeah, they're all uh, in South Carolina and Maine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My mom said um, uh, splits her time uh, half the year in Maine and half the year in Charleston. How okay. To me, and and, was... and the cir- circle yes. circular church. How that's her church. That? Yeah. That's so crazy. And that's on that's on all those ghost tours, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. They talk they talk about that cemetery, like the main stopping there. Okay, so your handle on TikTok, Pumpkin is Pumpkin King seventy nine. I remember. Yeah, and it's funny that it it should be it should be Beetlejuice because a a lot of my videos are that, and they're not like they're not they're not Pumpkin King stuff. The Beetlejuice with Beyonce, say my name. Oh say yeah, my name. I share that one all the time. <laughs> we were dying. That, that one has to be a viral one. Cause, cause that, that one, that one so got a lot of hilarious. hits. Yeah, that one was so effing hilarious. I had to show Paxton. I, can, I, I can't. Like, I can't. I've given up trying to guess which videos will go viral oh, no, and which yeah, don't. You just yeah, you, that's the thing. Yeah. That was clever though. That, <laughs> that was really clever. It a was, lot of people did duet that. Ah. Oh. Yeah, like like. Uh, People cosplaying as Lydia would do at that. Oh, that's, awesome. that's really no. Say that my was, name. Say my name. It was so <laughs> funny because you're so animated. I just now those Lydias. Were you friends with them before? Or they found you through TikTok. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I don't know any of them. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what happens when you do the duet. You don't have to know the person. It just has to have permission that they could duet it, right? Yeah. I mean, I I had no idea. Well, I guess I had a little bit of an idea, but. Not to the extent that when I joined TikTok and started doing these videos, like just how many fans there were of of Beetlejuice, like Epic. like 
like r- romantically. Like, oh lord! Oh, like you yeah, can, you can slides in your DMs. It's crazy. No, it's <laughs> like uh, it. It really, it's really surprising because he's such a disgusting character. But I think yeah, it's like, like a fetish for this. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I went down this deep dive. Like I went down a rabbit hole, and there's like there's fan fiction and erotic fiction, and like all these like. Like things. yeah, fan oh. art and things like that. <laughs> wow. like, that fan and he is a brilliant be. artist, by the way. If I didn't mention that early on in this episode, I mean, you you have a little bit of oh yeah, your posters. Oh, thanks. Yeah, your, oh, oh, yeah. oh, the art sometimes. Yeah, you have the whole ghost bar scene. You have the vampire. Oh yeah, which now. we got gifted today, so we so can't wait to share that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have so many great things. Okay, so then on your So the book was just released though, right? Um Yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh that's on Amazon and then if you live in the Burbank area, it's also available at uh, Dark Delicacies in yeah, Burbank. Okay, I love that. Um and then it will be available on Kindle. Right now it's just available on paperback, but I need to format it for Kindle okay. because I, I love don't, the paper though. Yeah. I mean, I I'm old school like that. I love the feel of a book, but my my brother and I know a lot of other people out there just prefer loading their Kindles up with with books and taking the, their oh, Kindle on vacation with them. Okay, so. but also I like audio books, so will you be able to do something with Yeah, and that actually I'm so glad you asked that because it was, was a dark and stormy Please, night. Do it. <laughs> I was thinking like is he going to have this on his a YouTube channel where he's actually reading some of the stories? Yeah, I uh I, I would that would be a, that's it. a fun idea. Yeah. I would, I would I mean, I would watch that. Well, or or even put it on Audible. Yeah, and that's I that's could what I'm saying. like how does that work because I that's the thing I'm doing more recently now mm-hmm. my regular boring day job but um sorry it's not boring no um but no i just listen to books dang it if my bosses are listening you can hear that sorry. <laughs> you can edit you can edit no, that out no, there's, there's some, there's... i think it's funny and it keeps samantha real <laughs> no but i do like listening to books in the office you know like yeah. my reports or whatever i think it's great so. Yeah. Well, even on like long car drives, they're, they're perfect for that. Yes. I mean, I, I, I personally like listening to podcasts, but, but yeah, I mean, Audible keeps sending me this email saying like, Hey, you have two free books that you can download. So yeah, I might do that. I think you should do it. Um, by the way, uh, when Jordan came in uh, today to the Victorian parlor, um, he mentioned that a few of the things in this room mm. are actually haunted mm-hmm. and fide haunted. Tell us a story about the witch that's over your right hand shoulder. Oh, gee, I don't know the exact story. Know the I was story. I was so just wait, told. But you hear some things and we hear some things, and so I want to know what you heard. Well, okay. just a lot of a lot of things in this room where we're recording are um, are vintage and have been you know owned and passed down and uh, and and I know that initially when they were putting this shop together, they were seeking out haunted items and items that were supposedly. Uh, had uh, a spirit attached to them or cursed or what have you. Um, and, and a lot of people even, I don't, I don't know about this location, but over at their other location will, you know, say like, hey, I sense a presence here or I saw a book fly off the shelf. And, and they've had, they can look in their security camera and, and see, see it happen. Yeah. So this um, mannequin behind us, which looks like a, a witch, kind of looks like a, um, like a, an old, Paper mache. Paper mache, like a witch costume that you might see in an old black and white photo from Halloween in the 20s or something like that. Um, So I don't know the story attached to it, but I just know that apparently that's one of the haunted items in here. Yeah. But then, of course, there's a whole wall to your left of uh, spirit boards. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, they are. 
Somebody stare at them all night. <laughs> all night. All night. Yeah. Give us your handle on um, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Instagram is just J Monsell. So the letter J M O N S E L L. That's that's typically where I post um, the the visual art stuff. Yeah. Not not so much like the the TikTok videos. I try to keep separate from the art. Yeah, and you do your cosplay. It's so you also fun do Tutorial though. drawing tutorials on TikTok, which are brilliant artists. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then um, YouTube, I haven't done. Um, I haven't posted a video on YouTube in a while. I a couple of years ago, I actually did a pumpkin spice music video. Did you really? Yeah, I'm actually we're surprised. Have to pull out the, I'm the surprised that haven't here. gone viral I, yet. I wonder if we're gonna have to just have a Jay Monzel um, playlist. <laughs> yes, I think I think we'll have to have the playlist. I think that's a great idea. So let's do it. Let's speak that into existence. And we'll also add his movie. He said, "I spit on your grave." Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, Anything you want to tell our, our um, listeners? Well, I was going to mention that you're, that I was going to be at your, your Spook Nights, but that's on September 17th, and this isn't being posted until yeah, October. So if, you went, if you went to it, thank you so much. Yes. Um, Summer Spook Nights has kind of blown up, and the fact that Jordan was even willing to listen to us say, like, could you possibly come and dress up as Beetlejuice would be amazing? Because this guy was hired at Beetlejuice LA, and it was only because of your scheduling conflicts that you did not work every night that they wanted you there. But you definitely Well, hey, just come on fans. down to Etiwanda and put on a... <laughs> Just bring the little parts. We have snakes and lizards and things for the kitties to play with. Don't worry about that. I love it. I love it. And you will bring some of your artwork to sell also, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I think yeah. you should. Got some Beetlejuice silhouettes and things yeah. like that. Um, so after that, let's see. Uh, I'll be in Salt Lake City September 10th. October 15th, I'll be in Seattle as part of the Oddities and Curiosities oh, Expo. Nice. And then the weekend after that, I'll be in Portland on October 22nd. Ooh, that's busy fall for you. Oh, it's it's even busier than that. On October second, uh, I'll be up in uh, Alameda, so right across the bay from San Are Francisco. You yeah, uh, a on Coast Guard up in Alameda. We have a big Coast yeah, Guard that's true. Mm-hmm. The, and a very haunted ship, the mm-hmm. the Hornet, the USS yeah, Hornet. Yeah, I've never been on it, but I've heard things. Uh, so that event on October second, which is a Sunday, is called the Mockingbird Lane Halloween Market. Ooh, how fun! Oh so and I'll are you doing that. silhouettes and then selling your beautiful posters there? Jordan uh, has a wonderful. Um, and by the way, just if we can tap into this just a little bit. How did your brain come up with, I need to do a whole Stephen King uh, character. Uh, they're all hanging out at a bar. And then it developed into, was the witches next? Or? The witches, yeah. So witches Which and ghosts and of. vampires. Uh, yeah, I, the, a couple of things inspired me. Well, one of them, I guess, would be like the, the Where's Waldo books when I was a kid. Oh, that is There's always good. so much going on in those posters. But then also... I really was a fan of Hieronymus Bosch and his paintings. Um, Just like these surreal landscapes with all these figures and just something that you could look at for a long time and And and, and always see something new. And that's actually kind of a problem that when I have these posters at shows, I'm, sometimes I only have like a six foot table. And so when these posters are on the, are, are, are at my booth, people will want to like stand in front of them yeah. and and yeah. and Block and stu- study them but then, <laughs> but then they're blocking the way for other people to, to see to come so. buy my stuff <laughs> yeah um, well so, they're brilliant thank you yeah the the first one i did was stephen king and and that one i had been trying to to do something like that for years like as far back as when i was a, a teenager and i i just 
King is so prolific; he'll publish several books a year. Yes, and so how to keep up? Yeah, and and even now, like there's there's more books that come out every year. So、uh, I have updated that poster since have I you really? yeah oh, that's so cool since since twenty、like、first edition now second edition since twenty like seventeen when I yeah I just remember when you released it, I felt like I went to buy one and they were already sold out. Yeah, the Twilight. Yeah, the first two. So the Stephen King one and the Twilight Zone one got the, probably the most press. Like articles written about them, and so those those two often sell out, and then I have to like well print deserved, more. yeah. And you, you sell everything on Etsy. I do, I do.、Um, so my Etsy store is Silhouettes and Illustration by Jordan. Smart. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, it's such a pleasure to have you here.、And、Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Oh, the Dickens. Oh, yeah. The the Dickens Fair、uh, was canceled the last two years due to COVID. Is that in Riverside? No, it's well. There is there is a a, a Victorian Dickens Christmas thing in Riverside,、okay. which I've、Did、never been to. But the 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 main one is the Dickens Christmas Fair up in, in San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah,、okay. which is at the Cow Palace, and、uh, and that's been going on for like fifty years. Yeah, and、so. they really get into it. I'm friends with somebody on Facebook, and I only know her because of that show. Have you、oh, never been to it? I've never no, been. You have to. You、year. have to come visit. So it starts on November nineteenth, and it's every weekend, like right up to like. Almost Christmas Eve. Wow,、um, well, we need to think about and, that. And if you can imagine, it's all indoors, but they make it look like you're you're outside in Victorian London, with fake snow on the ground,、Sis. with flickering gas lamps, with the smells of food cooking and Christmas calories, and everyone is in a Victorian、Interest. costume.、Oh, There's also、gosh. characters from Dickens books, so you'll see like Oliver Twist and Scrooge and Marley and the ghosts.、That's、and、amazing. Yeah. Now you're there during the whole time or specific weekends. So,、uh, so this year I'm doing I think four out of the five weekends、okay. because there's、uh, season screamings happening. Oh yeah, on, you're doing that on December second、okay. through fourth, and that's in Pasadena.、Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out down here and do that. Well, that we、weekend. have to make sure if we go that it's when you're there. So、yeah. we'll definitely、okay. be coordinating. Okay.、So. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth the drive up. I. I Just you telling me that you get transported back in time—that、right. sounds like something it's, for it's us. It's re-、yes. really easy to get swept up into the magic of it and the spirit of Christmas when you go there.、Oh, yeah, and there's all there's all、that. these stages of and, and shows going on and live music and. and it's, I feel like they do. Yeah, it's up that way. And do、okay. they、yeah. do a ball? Is it or yeah, they used well, to at some point? Because I feel like I saw the images from this lady's Facebook post, and she—I mean, it looked like a gala. It was beautiful. Right, right when you walk in, on your left is a、uh, Fezziwigs. Okay. And so that's like a big dance hall, and so you'll see like the really big dresses, dresses,、yeah. and people, people dancing, and so you can you can take a seat、Sounds- and just admire the dancing, or you can get up and dance with them if you. Oh,、want. that's awesome!、Yeah. I love it. Jordan, this has been such a pleasure. Yes,、right? thank you、really、so much for having me. Enjoyed having you.、Yay. We had Portos earlier tonight. <laughs> yes, we did. Shout out to、rolls. Portos. Shout out to Portos. Been around since 1960s. Everybody stand in the line. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Only, well, only one of you had to stand in the line. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm spoiled. spoiled. Hot damn! All right, hot damn, Jordan. Thank、Cheers. you. Great drink. Start right. Cheers. I know ours are empty, so. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat the eyeballs now. <laughs> Never. Yeah, it's squishy like、It、an、is. eyeball. I did. I. You're、yeah. saying it's a fruit? It's a fruit. Yeah. Okay. Try it with the blueberry. With the blueberry. Blue- I dare you. Triple dog dare you. Triple dog. Oh, triple dog dare. Do it. Do like it. Like a Christmas do story. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
Scotty scallop. <laughs> I'm hoop scallop. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I love you, Jordan. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's